Tonight's episode is brought to you by Click Gaming, a freelance esports tournament company based out of Oklahoma. If you're located in the U.S. and need esports services, this is the ultimate gaming company for you. Contact Johnny Weaver at ICChiller at att.net. That's I-C-Y-C-H-I-L-L-E-R. Tonight on the Delirious Dads Gaming Podcast. You can play this thing on a toaster. Upcoming games and the ones we currently play. Welcome to the village. And now, the Delirious Dads Gaming Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome to the Delirious Dads Gaming Podcast, episode 70. I'm Clinton Stanley. I love getting him like that. It's so easy to get Clint right in the beginning. Ryan can't help it. I'm Clinton Stanley. I'm Clinton Stanley. And this is my cohort, not my confidant, (laughs) Ryan Maddox. Well, I hate you. And we also got Hunter Venable, who is uh, polite. What's up? How's it going? He's just been beaten into submission, that's all. It's not yeah. that he's polite. It's like a dog that's been whipped too many times. Mm. Pretty much. It's mm. just my life right now in every aspect. It's just a <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We've all Especially been there. Especially with Clint. He is, he's kind of brutal. Oh, whatever. I don't believe it one bit. So everybody's sitting here thinking, well, what's this show going to be about? It's going to be about stuff and things, as Rick Grimes would say. It's going to be about uh, video games. I don't know, Delirious Dads Gaming. <laughs> and it's also going to be about, uh, you know, dads ramblings. Usually, mm-hmm. that's always part of the show. Always. Uh, some but special to, stuff we're covering, though, right? Yeah, Heck yeah. Maybe, so, maybe some if, hints in the background here. If you, if you like the color blue, then tonight's for you. Because we're talking about the PlayStation 5 Games Reveal event that uh, kicked off earlier this, uh, this week. There's That's mixed right. feelings on this whole thing. I don't well, I, really have mi- I, I don't really earlier, have mixed feelings. Well, I say earlier this week. We're gonna say uh, last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Within a week of this recording. Mm-hmm. That's what we mean. Yeah, there was some mixed feelings. I had a, uh, a friend of mine that's an Xbox guy. He just straight up was like, "Clint, really? You put out a post praising this thing? It was garbage." You know, I was like, "Wow." I but- confidently feel that. We all expect more when a new console comes out, but we're at such a high level now that you're just not going to see that on the initial opening, if that makes sense. It's going to take right. time to, to get There's, there. But on the other hand, I don't think Xbox is going to be any different. They never are. They're always like right with yeah. each other. Next Why would they ever go leaps and bounds ahead if they don't have to, right? They like to mm-hmm. just just enough. Play it close to the vest as they do in poker. Um, I thought it was overall a pretty good event, but I, I kind of have a different style. Like an ugly one? Is that what you mean? No, good style. I think we lost Hunter, though. I'm here. I'm just, for some reason, I lost you on Skype. But, oh, okay. here. but yeah, so the event was pretty good to me, but I, you know, I have a different taste in games sometimes. Ryan, he's very much, the, the, the more realistic it looks as far as, you know, I can't tell this is a game, the happier he is, which I am that way. But, uh, well, hold on. Don't get me wrong. I love cartoony games. Like I like Overwatch in that style. Mm-hmm. Borderlands is one of my favorite games. So I love all the different artistic styles. But the best way to see 
the performance of a console, knowing, dang, this is about to be some beast games we're going to see, is mm-hmm. to see some of that photorealistic, really high-res-looking graphics with tons of depth and sheen and all that stuff, you know. Right. So, yeah, that is what I look for when they're announcing a new console, for sure. Mm-hmm. But not in every game. I, I, I know better than that. Right. So, I agree with you, though, Ryan, on that topic. And I also think that, you know, it's never the same product when you have a launch. There's so much that comes out mm-hmm. from here to there. There's there's more things to be told. It's just, I mean, you know. And the history books show this. I mean, when Nintendo 64 came out, which was, like, huge because it was the first Mm -hmm. Uh, machine to come out the first platform to come out that was 3d compared to our 2d graphics that we're used to oh yeah we we had what mario we had star fox and we had like maybe some race games Mm -hmm. i think maybe 007 had came out around that time but that was it Mm -hmm. all good games you know they were good classic games but there wasn't you know they weren't right knocking it out of the park like mario kart wasn't here yet mario party all that different kind of stuff so Mm -hmm. And even with your PlayStation and your Xbox, you know, um, I mean, Halo, I guess, would be your breakout star of Xbox at that time. Right. But, uh, did it come out at launch? I remember when I bought the Xbox, I had the Halo edition, like I got it with the Xbox. But right. I think I bought the Xbox a little bit late. So I don't know I'm if that sure. was a right out of the gate uh, situation or what. Right. I think I don't remember how Halo went, but Halo was actually developed. I thought I shared this story the other day on here, but it was it had something to do with Apple or something, and then they sold it to Microsoft or something like that. I don't hmm. remember. Hmm. Well, so yeah, launches are kind of meh on all fronts, I think. Um, but we we're going to continue this conversation. Um, we're going to throw it into the leaks for geeks segment tonight because it is news. Um, but it's definitely going to be more discussion-based as we uh, work our way through the event. Um, chronological. So here we go. Leaks for Geeks! Alright guys, it's time for the Leaks for the Geeks and the PlayStation 5 reveal news. Are you geeks ready? You probably, some of you already know, but you know, some of you, you know, we love you guys. You specifically wait to get your gaming news from the Delirious Dads. And uh, that's why we bring it every oh, week. Yeah. We bring the gaming news because, uh, you know, what, what a better way to get your news just by listening to some people you love. Rather exactly. than having to get on there and, and read it and research it yourself. Mm-hmm. We'll just tell you everything you need to know. And if we're wrong, then you can be mad. If we're right, you can <laughs> love us. You know, That's right. Um, so as we said, uh, the PlayStation 5 games event uh, recently uh, took place, and it was uh, it was interesting. There were some good titles, and there were some awkward moments. Um, I did get to watch the entire thing through the the night it or the day that it it went out. So mm-hmm. um, I just kind of hung out with the kiddos and let them climb on my face and punch me in the in the head and. You know, nice. kick me in the crotch, you know, all that fun stuff that happens when you have kids. Um, did that and watch the uh, PlayStation 5 games event. And nice. uh, and Ryan and Hunter, you both got to uh, look at some of it, correct? Yeah. So yeah, yeah I actually up. watched almost all of it just to kind of make sure I knew what was going on and mm-hmm. uh, it had a good feel for, for what's coming out. Okay, good, good. That's what I wanted to make sure of that, you know, we all got to at least see a little bit of it. Um 
I am going to play a little bit in the live video um, for those of you who are wanting to check out some of it. Uh, I'm not going to play the whole thing all the way through because, you know, I don't want to just straight up steal all their content. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, overall, the event was good. Um, I really like uh, the graphics and things that they put into it. I mean, they, they really they really amped it up, put in a lot of work into the event, um, and the games that they that they announced were pretty fun. Now, there were some things that I just, uh, to me, wasn't that exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the first things right out of the gate was, of course, Grand Theft Auto V. Uh, they start the intro, uh, as yeah. you'll see in the video, uh, they start the intro uh, with Grand Theft Auto V trailer, and it wasn't even PlayStation 5 graphics. It was still PlayStation 4 graphics. So, I just don't think you should ever start your launch with a game that already exists. We're going oh, yeah. to launch with an update. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's like that's like launching and showing the new WoW upgrade. Who cares? Yeah. That's, we're, yeah. we're wanting to know what's new. You know what I mean? Right. I think that was a bad choice for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they show you the Grand Theft Auto. It's a new little trailer they put together, but it's still PlayStation 4 graphics. Um, and they basically announced it's coming out on PS5 in 2021. You'll get an upgrade, uh, upgraded graphics on that. And um, there's also some other little attachments with it um, that they announced, which uh, was all PlayStation 5 um, pl- owners will get uh grand theft auto online free so that was one big one for them and then for their playstation 4 counterparts they have stated that um moving forward uh once a month current playstation 4 on uh, owners of gta will get one million dollars sent to their uh, online account uh per month up up to the release of grand theft auto 5 oh okay yeah so that was kind of you know the hookup. That they, that's what they did. they did. That's why they, yeah, that's why they put it in there first was basically to go, hey, look, we're about to throw you guys a freebie. When mm-hmm. you buy this, here's some extra value. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing. Problem yes. is, most people already own the game. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing if you already own the game, you don't have to pay for it again. So that makes sense that it would be free on five. You know what I'm saying? Well, so here's the other problem to that too is we've, we've played the game for, uh, for two generations now, yeah. I mean, a lot of a lot of people forget that uh, you know with Grand Theft Auto it started on PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, mm-hmm. okay, and then came out on PC later on, and they upgraded it to PS Four and, and Xbox One. Right. So at this point, it's like Rockstar. What the freak, man? Well, there's a lot of people right. that have been saying, "When are we going to get a new iteration?" Mm-hmm. I mean, it's such a good game. We understand you got online and. A lot of times when you get an online version of a game like that, um, the life of it, it, the life expectancy is much longer, mm-hmm. which is, it has been. And they've made a lot off the franchise, off that, that specific chapter in the franchise. But at mm-hmm. the same time, when do we get six or whatever you want to call the next one? Uh, mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto people would lose their minds, I think, if a sweet new Grand Theft Auto was coming out. You know, it's got freaking one of the biggest cult followings there is for games. Okay, well, one of the weird deals here is there was no expansion to it. Yeah. So, you know, there wasn't. It's not even like there was anything new coming to the online play or the current story. Oh yeah, they only announced it's graphic graphics. graphics. Yeah. I mean, if you watch a if you watch a highlight video of upcoming PC games, okay, and you have MMOs like um, Elder Scrolls Online and and WoW, 
you're not going to put the you're not going to put their deal on there and be like, hey, look, it's kind of, we're upgrading it its graphics to this new PC no. or you know, not without something that's going to it's going to be, hey, here's the new, new expansion, players. right? It's the new yeah. expansion. Nobody's going to buy Grand Theft Auto Five just because um, it's got some graphics. You know what I mean? They're not gonna, right. So the fact that you're giving it for free, that's what I'm saying. It's a good thing. At the same time, it's almost a false flag. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, it's not like I if I wasn't playing Grand Theft Auto Five, I'm not going to buy it now just because it looks better. Right. It doesn't make any sense. Now, I might buy it if it offers something new and interesting, a whole new expansion or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's yeah, it's one of those. A bad yeah. choice. I think it's a bad choice to start with it. Yeah. Include yeah. it. Just don't I start agree. with it. I agree. I agree. <laughs> it could have been in the middle. Uh, that's yeah. the popcorn break section. Or yeah. the end. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you could have been like, oh, and by the way, we're updating Grand Theft Auto's graphics. And, and everybody's going to get it for free. Part yeah. of time. And you right. can get a million a week if you're playing on Grand or if you're playing on PC or PlayStation right. Four. Yeah, right. you know, like, right. yeah, there's it's like a, just a little cherry on top. Like, oh, okay, sweet. Now we can do that too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so after that, they did start going in the right direction. Luckily, they had the big reveal, and they did put like a little message that uh, all games going forward on this event were going to be PlayStation Five graphics. So <clears throat> they go on. We see a reveal. Of you know this red red and blue hand coming up with some shrapnel and electricity you know some kind of magic looking powers going on um, and we get our first game that's that Hunter I'm sure is very excited about which oh, yeah. is they announced Spider Man Miles Morales heck yeah mm-hmm. now when I first saw this I didn't know it took me a second to realize. Oh, that's the that's the kid from um, from the Spider Verse. That's yeah. who that is. So I didn't know that right off right offhand, but uh, I think that's a great twist that nobody really expected. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. actually he's in the the Spider Man PS4 game too. Oh, is he? Oh, okay. Yeah, and he's he's a part of the game. You actually play as him, but you're not Spider Man yet. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So now the graphics on him look freaking excellent. They did a great job with it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, it's just beautiful, dude. Now, out of all the games, actually, um, that we're going to view tonight, in my opinion, this game, uh, of course, some of this is going to be cinematic if you guys are watching the video or if you go check it out after we talk about it. Um, but there's there's plenty here that makes it look like the mechanics and graphics of this game are going to be really good during gameplay. Right. Um, and so that's, that's something that's – I'm always checking for that, like Clint was saying. I'm checking. Is this – just cinematics. I hate it when people just show you just cinematics. Mm-hmm. We should be past that ever since PlayStation 2. That was yeah. the era for just cinematics that looked great. Now we mm-hmm. want to see what the actual game looks like. Don't give me some super realistic video and then a game that looks like, you know, some top-down, uh, you know, adventure game or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right. But, uh, yeah, that game looks great. Yeah. Well, if they follow suit and it's anything like the last one, the graphics and the cutscenes should be pretty comparable. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in fact, the way that the Spider-Man PS4 starts is a cutscene, and it transitions you into the gameplay. Like, right, kind of like Resident Evil did when I was like, "Wait, we're playing." Yeah, yeah. exactly. Just as good. Yeah, and I think that's the exciting thing, probably about the PlayStation Five and the and the Xbox, uh, whatever it's going to be called, um, is the fact that I think Xbox that's, Mini Fridge. Yeah, <laughs> they're um, they're going towards that, I think, which is the no loading screen. So maybe. Right. Maybe that's what they're trying to show you is the seamless transition. In one of the mm-hmm. upcoming games we're about to talk about, they do that 
and it looks really good. It was actually something that I was surprised that impressed me so much. Um, we didn't get a bunch of info on this game from the video uh, that you just watched, but uh, I did look into it, and it looks like they're definitely going to carry over and build on the um, the fighting style and and play style of the one that was so successful, its predecessor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're not going to lose what you loved about that one. It's supposed to just gain some more yeah, of that gonna, same kind of fighting. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's set to come out during the holiday season. So, which okay, is good. Sweet. You can you'll probably get to get that if everything goes as planned. You'll get that one with um, with the you know PlayStation Five. That'll be something you can buy on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, the next game they announced, um, they had. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, the next game they announced, which was uh, pretty cool too, because we just recently talked about this game or this game series rather. Is uh, they announced Grand uh, Gran Turismo Seven, mm-hmm. and now we'll uh, probably have a couple games that come up tonight, guys. While you're listening, that we're not going to dive into because they're just games that we didn't connect with. So we're not right. going to go over every single game here. Right, but the ones, yeah, but the ones that that matter, we're going to talk about a little bit. Mm-hmm. The, oh, this yeah. game is ridiculous. I mean, if you if you're watching the uh, this is one of those. Okay, I'm going to say I do always go. Yeah, but what about the actual gameplay? But this in the preview is so good that it does actually show you a new level, right? Because you've always had good-looking previews, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. This preview is even better than the great-looking previews you've seen before. Right, it's so, totally on par. Oh, yeah. So it, it, I think even the preview gives you a taste of what the new system is going to be capable of. Absolutely. Um, and they even they, they did a good uh, – what I really liked is they did a good gameplay trailer, too. Mm-hmm. Um, which was 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 a huge so, on par. And the yeah. gameplay trailer itself is, uh, you know, the graphics aren't as good as the preview, and you'll see that in a second if you're watching. But they still look uh, really good. Yeah, yeah. Gran yeah. Turismo has always been one of those that their their graphics had been above. Oh yeah, they were mind blowing when they first came out. It was I like what? It. I wish the the gameplay wasn't so of a true racing, you know, because I like the crazy racing stuff where you're mm-hmm. blowing up other cars and stuff. Uh-huh. But uh, I do think this looks beautiful, and I'm sure that it is going to blow you away. I, I would buy it just to take a drive in that environment. Oh, yeah. And you can tell if you check out the preview that they are moving more and more towards these, uh, you know, a lot of guys, they like to actually have their whole racing station set up, the racing sim station. Mm-hmm. And so you can tell by the design of the game, the camera shot that you're going to have while you're playing that they're really pushing in this preview, which I'm sure you can have a, a above hood view too, you know, like a lot of these games offer. Mm-hmm. But people, this is what they want to play nowadays. This is what's popular. It's that view from inside the car where you feel like you're actually driving. You can have your multiple screens set up and look out your side windows. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what you're going to see Gran Turismo play to because that's what's good right now. That's what's what's hot, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, and it looked really good. Uh, they show off, they briefly showed off the menu, um, the actual gameplay menu, and it sets up kind of like a GPS map, um, if you will, mm-hmm. is what it kind of reminded me of, like some kind of futuristic GPS map, and that's where you can pick if you want to go do some training, if you want right. to do racing, if you want to go to the workshop, you know, mm-hmm. and work on work on your vehicle. Um, so that was a real positive uh going going forward with that so um yeah so what, I, what i'd like to see in a game would be like uh and maybe this exists and i just don't know it because i'm not a huge racing game fan but this sounds like a great concept uh you know like some of the games hunter was mis- mentioning where 
you can actually um, wreck each other and tear down the environment as you're going. And there's there's games that do that now. Some of those games, you know, you really work to get a super nice car and build your car mm-hmm. up and add to it and all this. What would be sweet is if they had almost an online portion of the game to where you can go do like um, pink slip races and stuff like that that's outside of the main campaign of the game and mm-hmm. swap. You know, someone can win your car or you can win their car. You can put everything on the line if you want to. Kind yeah. of a, f- a freedom to play. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would say that probably hinges on um, at that point if you have like uh, the cheaters hopping in and hacking or something. You know, yeah. that might that, become a problem, but that could be considered their gambling thing too that they shut down. Mm. Yeah, they are coming against some of that nowadays. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of it's interesting how they do it. I mean, in Grand Theft Auto, we have a full casino and can go gamble all we want, but it's not really against other people, so who cares? And you're not losing your real money unless you're going out and buying more money, which at that point, like you've, yeah. like you know what I'm saying? You have to buy the money, then walk over, it, then put it in. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, right? It's not like you're losing money; you're real money on a spin, yeah. right? So they've got they've got their gray area. They got around it. Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, the next the next game that they went into is kind of um, it's almost an unsung hero for me. Out of all the games they uh, they announced, graphically and physics wise, uh, this game was the most impressive to me. Um, it just for some reason, I just saw good potential in it, and that is the Ratchet and Clank. Um, rift apart game ratchet and clank they start off with kind of a trailer you go in and you see ratchet and clank um you know flying through space the graphics on this game even during the cinematic portion are Mm -hmm. amazing like Mm -hmm. as soon as this starts i'm almost like oh it's kind of like some avatar stuff like it just looks really immersive somebody put on here they said that uh it looks like a um pixar movie come to life Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah uh, you know, and really the thing about it is, is everything was so seamless in it. Uh, you know, they did a really good job with that. So you literally go from the cinematic to uh, the preview froze on my end. Me yeah, too. It keeps keeps giving me issues. I don't know why. Sorry. No, you're Sorry, good. guys. All right, it's going have again. To, have to keep refreshing it. Yeah. But, yeah. Wow. So, <clears throat> Wow. Yeah, so the graphics are just awesome. It's fast. You guys gotta remember this is actually gonna be not as good at tonight. It's not as good as reality because it's going over the internet on a stream, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not gonna be the same quality as playing it. We're also not playing it in four K and you're not getting the kind of uh HDR that you're gonna get out of your new displays. So you're getting a uh there's gonna be a big bump just between this and what it actually looks like when you play. Mm -hmm. And so this game just looks so immersive and so one of the things that jumped out to me was the, um, and we we actually just talked about it on the last uh, show was how these games are pushing to more environmental, not destruction and interaction, but movement. Right? There's mm-hmm. something going on everywhere. Like if you watch this while we're talking, uh, or if you go check it out, you're going to see there's there's shrapnel flying around, there's sparks, there's things floating through the air. Uh, everything is moving. There's little fans in the background, mm-hmm. things that you never noticed before that make the game, you know, feel like a game instead of reality. To where in movies, like like Hunter said, in movies they pay attention to all that. Everything has a little bit of movement to it, a little bit of flow to it, a little bit of... That's what makes it feel like real, even though it's an animated Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. Well, they're starting to add all that stuff into a game because the system can handle it. 
you don't, you know, you, part of you goes, ah, who cares if the background is glittering? It matters because you don't realize that your brain goes more, it feels more real, more alive. Right. Your brain registers when things are static or when things are alive, because in real life, things are alive. It so does when make you play it, that game, it's going to make a big difference. It makes it, yeah, it makes a huge difference. Even if you go back and look at some 2D games, like, Look, look at the original Mario and then look at a Mario where even if it is a side-scrolling 2D, they still put some movement in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Makes it a big still difference. adds depth and you're not just looking at a solid screen in the back. So, yeah, it, they've definitely taken that move, Ryan. I agree with you uh, with many games, not just this one, but mm-hmm. in the future you see stuff. Like in this gameplay right now, outside the window, there's stuff going on. Of this. Yeah, everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, so it's it just it does. It adds such a more of a realistic feel. That yeah. You're in a, in a world and a life that's busy, that's going on, and you know, <laughs> and chaos is ensuing everywhere, everywhere yes. you look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And another thing about this trailer, when you guys go and check it out, is I'm really impressed with how you move through these rifts. So mm-hmm. the, the the point of the game is that Ratchet and Clank actually get separated. At least that's right. what the the trailer leads us to believe, and they even reveal a new character um, mm-hmm. who looks kind of like Ratchet, but looks like a female counterpart. From a yep. different yeah, universe. It, it, it may be even that she's doing the same thing as Ratchet in an mm-hmm. alternate universe, right? Mm-hmm. So she's because she's geared up like him. Yeah. Um, and then and then you just suddenly get this vibe that she connects with Clank, and you're like, wait, what the right. heck happened here? Okay. So you may get to play as both characters. That would be my yeah. guess. Yeah, that's yeah. what it seems like. Is that uh, she's going to be a new character introduced to the game? So that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't mean to get sidetracked on the story. What I was uh, really wanting to point out, and when you check it out, guys, you'll you'll see what I'm saying, um, is when you go through the rifts, it's taking you through different universes or dimensions. Mm-hmm. So uh, literally he'll be going through a jungle area, go through the rift, and then there's this futuristic uh, robotic-looking city from a whole right. other universe. And, it, and it's seamless. It's not, hold on, let's load the level. Oh, here we are. It's literally... He's going through the rift, and there it is. Right. That's yep. super impressive to me. And we don't know if in the game, if he's activating that rift, if they just show up because the universe is tearing apart, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know yet from the preview. Well, in but the gameplay, it, it looks, looks like good. he has a tool to go through a rift. Oh, did he? I didn't of, even notice that. Yeah. At least that's what it looked like. Um, oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. In the actual gameplay trailer, uh, regular gameplay of the of the system. But mm-hmm. yeah, overall, the game looks... Uh, that one just had me hyped because of everything they put into what was going on with it. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, they show a game called uh, uh, the name of it. I'm going to kill the name here. It's a uh, project, it. project Athea. And project uh, Athea. Yeah. This is by square Enix. It was a fairly short uh, trailer and it features a werewolf like uh, some werewolf like creatures and some flying sections uh, in the trailer. Um, and it's supposed to be completely exclusive to PS5. Now, the next game that they showed I thought was pretty interesting, too. And I'll, I'll throw this one up on the video for you guys. It's uh, This one starts off in a futuristic world. It reminds me a little bit of Cyberpunk. Um, kind of oh, the, the, neon, graphics, the, the graphics look great on this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Neon lights. Uh, you're in some alleyways. What you notice is you're seeing only robots. That's what makes this uh, this trailer itself pretty interesting to me. Uh, you, on, you, you only see you only see the robots, um, so it looks like humankind has been eliminated. Maybe mm-hmm. is is kind of the the feel that I get from it. 
um, and you're just following this little stray cat uh, that's wandering the the cities. Um, and so I don't know. It kind of looks like almost as if that's your character. Yeah. Possibly. Or at least that you play as the cat at some extent. It mm-hmm. doesn't give you any gameplay previews and it doesn't give you much other than the graphics look great. Mm-hmm. You can read, you can read into it. You know, my mind wondered of course, or wandered. I mean, and uh, I was kind of like, well, if it's all robots, then maybe you're a human and you can't go out as a human because the robots are against the humans now. Mm-hmm. And so you're using this cat to kind of investigate and do different things for you that you've trained, you know, and you're seeing through some little cameras on the cat or something like that. Uh, but they don't tell you much, right? It's one of those, like, what is this? The next scene uh, that they did uh, was the uh, actual reveal, um, not of the PlayStation 5 itself, but just a recap of equipment that it had in the game. Um, so they go over, you know, of course, the the 4K HD Ultra Blu-ray system. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of tout that. Uh, they show the ultra high speed SSD um, that you get in it. Oh yeah, everybody's raving about that. It's supposed to be a game changer for the whole um, the whole gaming world. We're gonna yeah. see that SSD influence everything on PC and everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they show a little of that. That Nothing. gives you an example of the haptic feedback on the controller, right? This yep. new controller has haptic feedback, which some of you guys may not know what is haptic feedback. Man, the controller always vibrated. Um, no, not like this. This is going to vibrate in a sense um, that can pulse at different strengths, right? You'll feel it, uh, in it and maybe you pull the trigger, it's going to vibrate in that trigger. If you were to get hit from one side, it's maybe going to vibrate on that side, right? And it's going to vibrate at different levels. And so say you were wading through water, it's going to give you a sense like you're wading through water rather than just vibrating or not vibrating. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's very different than the controllers we've had in the past. I think it's going to be a big jump for immersion. I love that. Almost mm-hmm. makes me think of those, you know, those uh, impact jackets that started yeah. getting popular a few mm-hmm. years back uh, with the acoustics on them. This is kind of like that, but still through vibration. Um, and so you're going to definitely get the vibe of uh, different feeling, different feelings for your steps. Maybe even some games are going to go. You're going to. It's going to vibrate different when you're walking through snow versus walking on solid ground. You know what I mean? So you're going to. You're going to notice a lot of little variations that you didn't think a controller would have that much effect, but I guarantee that kind of feeling of the game and really using the sensation of touch, I think is going to be really cool. I think yeah. That's actually one of the things I'm more excited about uh, than even some of the graphics upgrades. And I know that might sound silly, but I'm all about immersion. I really like the mm-hmm. idea of, of immersion. They also discussed the, uh, the adaptive triggers, which I think is going to be pretty amazing too. Mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. will simulate pressures and you know things like mm-hmm. that. Uh, the next game that they revealed on the list is called Returnal. Um, this is uh, from uh, is from Sony, and uh, it looks pretty interesting. It's uh, it basically shows a, a person that's had a crash landing on an alien planet, and as you're going through the game, uh, you find out that the main character, this female astronaut is reliving the same scenario over and over again. And it's almost mm-hmm. like each time she relives it, things are getting worse. Something's poisoning her, poisoning her mind is, is kind of what I got out of it. And uh, it looks looks like it could be a good sci-fi horror uh, mm-hmm. game to wow. get into. And yeah, graphic- you really don't know if, if she's actually living it or is she trapped, uh, you know, it's maybe some kind of parasite or something, and mm-hmm. she's sitting still the whole time, right? Right. This is what she's seeing. It's one yeah. of those that leaves it very open-ended in the preview, but 
The graphics look great. The story looks interesting. Uh, you know, I always have high hopes for these new iterations of horror-type games. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them pay off, some of them don't. We'll see on this one. Uh, the next game that they uh, reveal in the in the event is Sackboy, A Big Adventure, which is, uh, if you don't know who Sackboy is, that's from uh, Little Big Planet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mm-hmm. who Sackboy is, and um, it looks pretty much the same. More more clean, uh, defined graphics in the game, uh, but still the same style as Little Big Planet, except this time it looks like it's going to be more adventure So, you know... It seems like the character was moving more in a 3D space rather than a platformer. Oh, wow. Um, so that looks pretty cool. They did have some scenes that go back to the old 2D. And when I say 2D, guys, I, I actually mean uh, side scroll. Yeah, I get what not, you're saying. Not necessarily yeah. actual 2D. 2D. Still 3D. Right. Um, so that looked pretty cool um, and probably be good for your kids. The next uh, game that they introduced, which looked like it could be something, uh, it reminded me of Twisted Metal. The name Ooh. of the game is Destruction All uh, Destruction All Stars. Um, this is a game that showed destructible vehicles, almost like these people are going against each other in a like an arena type situation. Yeah. Um, what I was really impressed with this game on was the fact that uh, it looked like the characters in the game could get out of the car. Hmm. Um, and if you're listening, guys, on the podcast, the graphics uh, kind of like a Fortnite type graphic overlay. Yeah, I would that. almost put a I would put a Fortnite on the characters for sure. Uh huh. And I would say almost like a uh, what do you call it? Rocket League. Yeah, on the, the cars, car portion. Like a yeah, cartoon realism on the mm-hmm. cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm yeah, not I, quite as vibrant. You know, when you, right. when you do the vibrant clay almost like i want to say claymation looking colors of Fortnite. Right. um it doesn't look as as uh yeah there's more depth here for sure yeah it's yeah, got a different yeah. vibe um but yeah so so playing as the characters jumping off cars uh you know sabotaging uh the arena when they get out of the vehicle i mean it looks pretty cool yeah they didn't tell you much uh, about it it's almost like uh let's say it's a my my guess when i was watching it was that it's a almost like a destruction derby Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't die with your car. So you can get out and switch cars if you, my guess would be if you don't die while you're in human form. Does that make sense? Maybe. So yeah. you can use your car to damage other cars, or you can, if you know your car's about to get destroyed, you can kind of send it on a Hail Mary mission mm-hmm. and then try to get to another vehicle. Um, but this, they didn't tell you much, but I could tell you the game looked fun for yeah. sure. It looked oh, interesting, yeah. looked unique. And so- uh, I loved Twisted Metal. And so if we get like a, an amped up modern day twisted metal. Oh yeah, man, that sounds fun. Um, the next game they show is uh, a game that's uh, called Kenya or Kina Bridge of Spirits. This is developed by Ember Lab, and it really has some Pixar like visuals in the game. It has kind of an ancient feel, an ancient um, mm-hmm. Asian feel to it. Is kind of what I get from it. But beyond that, it just shows some some cute creatures, and then there's some kind of evil or something going on there. Uh, doesn't really give us much, but the uh, the art style of it is pretty sweet. Uh, and I feel like PlayStation did a lot of these in their in their gameplay. The next one they show was really uh, I didn't really know what to think of it. Uh, this one's called Goodbye Volcano High. 
literally looks like a cartoon. Hmm. You know, um, I guess if you're going to compare it to something, um, I guess it could be kind of like Cut Boy. But Cut Boy is more of that old cartoon style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so I would say with... Uh, Cuphead. Is that what you mean? Yeah. That's what yeah. I said. Cutboy. Oh, I said yeah. Cutboy. Yeah. Um, Here you go. So this is kind of kind of... This reminded me more of like a 70s cartoon, like Scooby-Doo. Okay. The graphic style of this one. Um, yeah. To, to me. Kind of a Scooby-Doo, or, or maybe not even that. Maybe, um, oh, what was that one we liked back in the day with the cup and the and the meat meat dude and the, the guy with the mustache? Oh, um, Hunger Force Aqua Team. Yeah, Force. That's, what it, that's what it reminded me of. Um, oh, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's got some fantasy creatures that are hand drawn, um, and it's going to be a emotional game set in the end of an end of an era, and it gotcha. will arrive twenty twenty one. It will feature a unique indie style soundtrack, um, if the trailer is accurate. So we'll see. I don't really know. Is it just going to be story driven? You make choices as you go. I don't know. We'll see. They didn't really show any gameplay. Yeah. So some of these previews didn't tell you much. You kind of just got to go. Oh. That looks interesting, but yep. you know that's one of the problems with previews. All the way back from way back in the day, uh, what was that game that used to come with PlayStation? And the preview looked amazing. Ultimate something. It was Marvel's Ultimate Alliance. That's what it was called. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the preview was like, oh, this is gonna be awesome. Start the game, and it was this top-down Nintendo style. feeling. Yeah, and you're like, what the heck? I remember what, being so what, disappointed. What I expected. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So if you don't like that, you're screwed. Yeah. If you don't like that style. I was like, oh, well, thanks. Thanks for letting me know, guys. Yep. <laughs> that was before people got on YouTube and watched previews, you know, gameplays and all that. Yeah, you we just didn't watched, have all that jazz. All you got was the commercial, which was basically uh, false advertisement. So the next one, guys, uh, that they announced was Oddworld Soulstorm. Mm-hmm. Um, this looked really cool. Graphics looked really great. I mean, it's, it's, it's what you expect from Oddworld, mm-hmm. but just crisper just more detail to everything in the, in the oh, yeah, so much more depth. I mean, the preview mm-hmm. obviously looks amazing. The, yep. the cinem- cinematics, but the actual game itself has way more depth. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say this one looks pretty dark, gives a really dark, intense tone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the last one was really dark too. Yeah. This one looks, I don't know. It looks like he's very, you know, Abe looks like he's very, uh, distraught in the game. Um, and then there's a little scene at the end where he's cutting out the stitches or the, mm-hmm. the little deals that keep his mouth shut. Um, so yeah, it looks good though. I'm I'm pumped about it. So and and that'll probably be a a good solid game. Mm-hmm. Another one that they they talked about. This is uh this is gonna this is gonna be a game that's made by Bethesda and Tango GameWorks. Um, yes. The name of this game is um ghostwire tokyo mm-hmm. this one looks really cool everything in the game looks like spirits right that you fight in but yeah this one is very creepy gives me a silent hill definitely uh, kind of feel not so much resident evil but more of a you know or like fatal frame if you ever played fatal frame back in the day um, yeah, but it's got a completely different art style. That's what's cool about it. Mm-hmm. It's almost got this um, Japanese style art mixed with some modern, maybe, I don't know what to call it, cell shaded, but it's a very unique uh, artistic style to the game mm-hmm. combined with that Silent Hill 
vibe. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, it's a little more action adventure than Silent Hill by the preview, and you'll see if you ever check it out. Mm-hmm. But um, it looks good. Like that's why I was saying where things don't have to look realistic. This game, when you're watching the preview, looks new. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It looks fresh. It's different. It's not photorealistic, but it looks sh- so much sharper than in any game of that style in the past. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Right. There's way more depth to it, and it just looks really, really interesting. This might be a good one for us to go and play through, just because of mm-hmm. its, its uh, oddness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like so, those games, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Enough, enough creepiness, but also enough artistic that it's, mm-hmm. it's got a nice balance to it. So then uh, after that, they revealed the game called Jet. That's with two T's. It's called Jet the Far Shore. Um, and in this game, the world is shown as a dreary, but rock, um, but a rocket fires into space and shows a series of satellites that appear to hold some sort of future <laughs> for the planet. Hundreds of years later, a small ship flies to a much more vibrant land. Yeah, that yeah. was one of those. You, you didn't get a whole lot by the preview on that game. Yeah, it was kind of like, um, okay. It looks Plus, futuristic, but like society reverted. Or they've done this weird thing where they're using it, but not mm-hmm. embracing it in their culture. Yes, yes. Maybe, yeah. like a separation of that. Uh, the next game that they show is a game called Godfall. Um, this one looks pretty cool. Kind of reminds you of uh, like a Dark Souls meets God of War. To mm-hmm. me, I mean, I could be I could be wrong in my opinion of this. No, I uh, thought that was a pretty good. That's a pretty good assessment. Yeah, yeah. that's my opinion too. Yeah, that's kind of what I got out of it. Uh, it was first shown several months ago, they say, but uh, it features intense melee combat using a variety of weapons, as well as supernatural and science fiction elements, and you'll be able to unlock godlike armor to defeat your foes. Mm-hmm. And that's expected to come out. On the holiday holiday season, yeah, nice. the di- the different armors give you different. Uh, we did talk about that game a little bit. That that mm-hmm. one is the one where the different armors give you different um, abilities. Abilities, mm-hmm. yep. And so you you start off with a basic armor and you earn different, different missions. And mm-hmm. it was talking about you know basically if you uh, if I remember right, it, it had mentioned that side missions and stuff like that will be important because mm-hmm. there's going to be unique pieces that you'll get. Uh, but yeah, that game looked pretty intriguing. Oh yeah, and actually, actually, I have to double check, but I think that game might have been co-op. But I have to double check. Okay. Yeah, well, they didn't show. I didn't see anything in that gameplay that that mm-hmm. lended it no. to that. But yeah, I that preview see that, didn't show anything. I could see them being able to implement that. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is made by Hyperlight Drift, um, and this game is called Solar Ash. Um, it presents a hostile world, seems to reject the protagonist, and there are mentions of a void uh, before the demonstration transitions to gameplay, and uh, that one's going to arrive in 2021. Uh, the next game they reveal, which I'm pumped about, uh, I need to play the other one, is uh, they announced Hitman 3. Yep. And uh, the graphics on that look really good. You know, my my thing about Hitman, he has this weird thing about him that he just, you know, he's kind of like, uh, he just doesn't age in the sense yeah, right. of, like, it's weird because you see an old Hitman game, and although the graphics aren't as good, they're still good. Yeah. Does that, oh, yeah. Does that make sense? I mean, yeah, it's a very, but, it's, it's always been, 
um, at its, I think it's always had upper level graphics for its age, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also the way the graphics are set up that makes it good during the gameplay. It's the it's the darkness, it's the use of the lighting and things like that that have always made that game play out differently. And that's because you're a hitman, right? They mm-hmm. purposefully geared the game a little differently than in a little slower pace than you know other games. It's just like uh, Assassin's Creed is a different kind of style of game specifically because it's played differently, you know. Right. Um, and I, I think that's the same with with Hitman. It's always kind of if you like the Hitman series, it's always felt on the cusp or on the edge. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. always felt really good. Yeah, and uh, I mean this one's no different. I don't think I have to explain a lot on this. Um, it's Hitman, so right. <laughs> just think better graphics and more missions to explore. Mm-hmm. Um, and this game is set to come out next January. Now, we've talked about this it, before. The only thing that would make Hitman bl- mind-blowing, which would be if they made an online version of Hitman, to where your hits are actual other characters that are trying oh, to survive yeah. and build their, their character, and if they're dead, they're dead. I mean, that'd be such an intense game. Yeah, but then but then they get into stealing our idea. You know? Yeah, so, that's true. That, yeah. They can't have that. I'd let them steal the idea, though, because it would be such a good game. Yeah. Oh, man. The next game that they that they show in the uh, the series here, Astro's Playroom. This is mm-hmm. like if you've done the Playroom on um, the play, the other PlayStation games, it's very uh, kid friendly, vibrant colors, and just right. looks like it's a play on that. These little robot dudes, they're gonna basically expand it, is what it looks like. Right. But you know, so it's probably gonna be like a mini game, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet Expect on it. Expect too much anything. out of it. Yeah. Right. Uh, the next game on the list, this one is another one of those. It's definitely an indie title, but it's interesting. Um, and the name of this game is Little Devil Inside. Uh, this is going to be an adventure game with a unique aesthetic. And <laughs> uh, it involves mystical creatures. Um, it features a mix of stealthy exploration, direct combat, and even hunting wild creatures like dragons. Yeah, the best way you could describe the graphics on that game, if I was thinking properly, is almost like an origami style, right? Because there's mm-hmm. there's videos and uh, even cartoons that exist, um, like animated movies, you know, mm-hmm. that have like a they're still sharp and they're getting better with the modern day, but they almost have a folded paper vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everything is very piece by piece that's put together, and it's a I don't know if that's Japanese style or not, but it makes me think of a Japanese movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you guys, it's very unique artistic style. I'm trying it's, to remember, I'm trying to remember the the movie that kind of makes me think of that. I think it's called Kombu, Koju, or Koju. Is that what it's called? The last and the last string or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That that one makes me think of this style. Kobu. I think it's Kobu. Ko, you're right. It's Kobu. It's not exactly a good comparison, but it's the same kind of feel. You yeah. know. Yeah. Um, and that's that's how this game looks, and the the graphics and depth of the game is. Uh, it's super good. I mean, what you call really that? Good. It's like called stop motion or something like that. Yeah, it's kind of got like a little stop motion feel to it. Kind yeah, it almost claymation. feels like a like claymation, but out of paper. It almost yeah. has that feel. Yeah. Yeah. Not. Uh, it's defined, but not defined. In a way. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Looks really cool. It's a uh, it's a blend of of, I mean, an epic story. It looks like, and it looks, and then it reminds me of Monster Hunter World. So, yeah. you know. Uh, a lot, a lot to it. So, I mean, this this one could be a real, 
you know, underdog it could be. that that the previous the previous on the yes, the previous on that one almost make me think uh we could be looking almost like at a new fable. Yeah. Or Zelda mm-hmm. or something. You know what I mean? What Not that Fable like. Fable had the opportunity to continue and be big, but they squandered it, right? Yeah. Uh to where Zelda did it right. But that kind of has that vibe. Like this could mm-hmm. be a new something like that. I hope it is because I've been looking for a new game like that. So and I, was, cool. I was excited to see it on PlayStation because you see Nintendo uh, churn out a lot of good little. Yeah, you know, it does have like a that. Nintendo vibe. Mm-hmm. That did have a Nintendo vibe. I like that. Yeah. Um, the next game on the list is a, a favorite of Hunter's. Now, I don't know if it's a favorite, but I'm assuming he's probably going to like it and want to get it. Um, really wasn't anything amazing to the trailer other than you're going into a looks like a, a basketball court probably a high school gym and it uh shows a player uh, dribbling and practicing his shots um and it just kind of shows off the the intense graphics that they could do in this game um, mm-hmm. and then across the screen it says nba 2k 21 yes so hunter what those games those games are always that. impressive sorry yeah, I know. You're okay. I am excited about that, and I do think that um, the graphics even looked better on that than any before, obviously. But uh, I'm excited to see how they incorporate that into the gameplay, and and also what what they're gonna what direction they're gonna take with stuff outside of online play, because mm-hmm. there has been a story aspect to some of those in, uh, in this. Yeah, you know? that's a that's a hint to some in-depth campaign mode. Yeah, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I think. So I'll be excited to see that. But oh, you're yeah. kind of a buff on some of those games and some of the issues they've had before, like the NFL and stuff. Do you think that they're going to be able to bring you from high school through college into the NBA? You think yeah. that's something that? Yeah. Okay. It won't be. be cool. It won't. It won't be what you in in the terms of thinking that you're going to play three years of games or anything like yeah. that. Probably. Right. What you've seen done in the past in, in some of the old NCAA games um, that were on Xbox or PlayStation 3 or Xbox 360 was you played the high school playoffs and then it took you into college football, right? Okay, yeah. And it would give you a score aspect of how well you did. The recruiters would put you on second or first string and you had to work your way up to be starter, stuff like that. I've seen that even done in um, – an NBA game where you play like one or two high school games, then you play the college playoffs and then you're in the NBA. Okay. So yeah. it's just, and I do, I like that. I like when they do that, but mm-hmm. they need to amp it up maybe a little bit and, and uh, Put a little more depth to the story. Yeah. 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 Uh, unfortunately the trailer doesn't let us know. Tell any you anything. Of that. No, it's just um, kind of a just tease. A, just a show off of, of their graphics capabilities. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see, but, it's always welcome to play a new sports game on your new console. I feel like that's mm-hmm. always like a tradition. Get yep. some kind of sports game and see how, how real it looks. But we're going from realistic back to artistic. Uh, this next game on the list is another one that intrigued me. It could be really good or it could be really bad. Uh, the name of this game is called Bug Snacks. This is a charming game featuring uh, a Steve Irwin-style wildlife expert. Uh, hmm. Bugs Nats is from the creators of Octodad, and creatures are mixes of bugs and snacks, such as burgers and strawberries. Um, <laughs> it looks really yeah, as weird. As soon as I saw it, I thought, oh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Number two, where the food came alive. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I thought. It looks like a little big planet product for sure. Like yeah. in, the same, in the same universe or whatever. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it looks really good. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that one. Yeah, it's just funny. It's like it shows it shows the guy eat strawberries and then his hands and arms become a strawberry. It shows bodies made of watermelon, centipedes mm-hmm. that look like they're hot dogs connected mm-hmm. together. You know, just weird. Um, you know, it really uh, it really has the um, oh, what was the name of that game? Um, it was a big one that came out back in the day that was supposed to be huge. It was. Um, I want to say, it wasn't, no, it wasn't Sprout. It was something like that, though. Spore. Spore. That's what it was. Mm. Yep. This is very Spore-like to me, except for with food and, you know, better graphics, obviously. Mm-hmm. But Spore was supposed to be this thing where you make these creatures and you can do whatever with them, make whatever you want. Okay. Kind of like evolved. And it's kind of like a genetics thing. Yeah. 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 So it just wasn't successful. So we'll see what this game does with it. Looks really neat, though. Well, the next game on the list got me good when I, when I was watching the trailer. And you're like, well, Clint, how'd it get you? Well, because they tricked me. They made me think that it was Skyrim. Not Skyrim, but like an Elder Scrolls Six is what I kind of thought. Mm-hmm. It was not Elder Scrolls Six. Um, the, the game that they, they showed here was Demon's Souls. Or Demon's mm-hmm. Souls. Uh, and it looks freaking amazing. Um it looks like the same game. I guess it is the same game. It's just, you know, up awesome looking. Um, the graphics just look amazing and uh, it looks solid. Oh, so you're saying Demon's Souls already exists? Because I don't know about that game. Yeah. Yeah, it's oh, an older okay. game. Yeah. And so mm. this is going to be a remake. Um, mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. But the the graphics look really good. But yeah, when I first saw it and they were showing like the mountainside and stuff, I was like, oh, this is going to be like an Elder Scrolls 6 exclusive mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, the graphics do look really good mm-hmm. on that game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so if you're a fan of Demon's Souls, this uh, this one looks really good. So, so this, isn't a, this isn't a part of the Dark Souls series, huh? No. No, no, no it's, it's really its own similar. thing. Yeah. yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, super similar, but not the same. Next on the list by Arcane Studios. And they presented the game called Death Loop. Um, What's funny is, is um, I thought, wow, there's two games that have kind of, in a sense, the same concept, right? Because we saw the one where she wrecked in space. Mm-hmm. And so then when I saw this one, I thought, hmm, that's, well, I wonder how you feel if you're the creator of this game. And you're like, dang, two people kind of created. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Same idea, same time period. Um, and it may just be that they're at that point now that they can do that. Um but this game, and just is, so you guys know what I'm talking about, it, it it's a game where you're you're just like the the space game that I don't even remember the name of. Um, you're repeating over and over. Mm-hmm. You're gonna relive it and relive it and relive it. Of course, the concept of this game is completely different. That one was kind of a sci-fi based. You don't know why you're reliving it. This is is very obvious. But I'm gonna let Clint dive into that. Okay. Well, this game is an assassin game. Uh, you go in. Uh, assassins are engaged in an ongoing duel. And it, and it retains the the studio's well-known first-person stealth. So the whole point of the game is to work through and take out your enemies. Um, and it lo- just looks really cool. Uh, it's interesting. It's got an interesting art style. Sort of like um, the origami 
uh, mm-hmm. comment that Ryan made earlier. This is kind of more of a like a well polished comic book style Borderlands. Yeah, you could almost mix that with cel shading. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah, but it's very comic booky looking. Um, mm-hmm. Your enemies, a lot of your enemies look like um, the the crash car dummies from mm-hmm. back in the day. Um, you don't just have regular guns. You're not just a regular assassin. There's definitely abilities mm-hmm. mixed into this, like technology abilities, not like magic abilities. Um, and it looks and like right now you pick from four different, or no, maybe eight different assassins. Almost could eight. be like a like no, it's, a it's, versus. There's eight. There's eight different targets. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the preview, he talks about that there's eight targets that he's got to go for, and that there is one who is his nemesis, always trying to stop him. Right. Mm. Um. And then at the end of the game, you kind of in the end of the preview, I mean, it kind of looks like you uh, there's like you could play as her too, right? Mm. So then suddenly you go, wait a minute, is this online? And there's two campaigns, and it's a real person trying to stop your mission, and you're trying to complete, and she's trying to complete, almost like you're both assassins going for the same targets. I don't know. It leaves yeah. that open ended, but it definitely, uh, it's definitely not. She's just not. She's not just a character in the game. You yeah. get what I'm saying? And the way I the um, way I saw it was the way I saw it was those were the eight different assassins you could pick. So we really don't know because they really don't. Uh, maybe it we, is. We, he said he mentioned them as targets though in the preview. Why? Right, but I kind of thought they were targets within themselves. So you picking an assassin? Oh, almost like each one is going after so each other. If this was online, it could be eight like an eight yes. person death yes. death battle. You know? Yeah, uh, I don't which know. would be we'll cool. Have, we'll have to see. But it looks really intriguing, and uh, you know what? That would make sense if, if um, you are, what do you call it? If you're repeating every time you don't finish, right? That kind of makes mm-hmm. sense with the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And so you'd be online now. Of course, uh, when you die, guys, you can't. It's it's what's unique about it is it's not clearly. It's not just those eight people you're killing. You don't have to just kill eight people in a row and you make it and you beat the game. There's all kinds of, uh, what would you call, I guess call them NPCs, right? I mean, mm-hmm. for now, because we don't know what the game's about. But there's right. all kinds of regular characters that you'd call like pawns in the game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That you're going to kill on your way to your assassination. Um, and you can die by them, too, because it shows him die by them. Yeah. So uh, if it is online like that, uh, it'll be different than anything we've seen so far. Because yeah. you're going to have a combo of these bots that are clearly bots, not like bot characters. You know what I mean? Um, and you're, it's almost like you're playing through a campaign versus each other. If that's what it is, I'm really intrigued. I know we're stretching things here. We're guessing, but you know, the preview, they purposefully made that preview intriguing. Mm -hmm. They left it very, if they gave you all those hints and it's nothing, I'm going to be pissed. Put it that way. (laughs) Well, you could even do it, um, both ways. You could do a campaign mode. Yeah. Where everything's simulated, and then you could do uh, the uh, the eight players mm-hmm. spread out eight different locations of the map, and these NPCs are your soldiers. Maybe it's like right. a chess game, you know. Move this yeah. guy here, try to stop you here, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yep. We'll see. Um, maybe we're looking too too much into it. But, yeah, uh, I don't know either. I like to speculate. <laughs> All right, now for the grand finale. It's not really the final game, but for me. It's the final game. And this, of course, we're talking about a horror game that we know and love, all three of us. We talk about the this game title or this game series all the time. Resident and that Evil. is Resident Evil Village. Yeah. Yep. This this looks so, good, man. 
This game takes place in a uh, winter wonderland of horror. Um, it reveals a shack uh, that's dilapidated, um, or la- and it's just blood, and kind of has the uh, the rural feel of Resident Evil Seven. That's what I was gonna say. Very reminiscent of Resident Evil Seven. It actually makes me wonder. The preview didn't give you the vibe that you're playing in VR, but it has such the same design that I wonder if it's going to be a second VR iteration. I don't, I'm don't. i not sure. I think it could um, definitely be. You know, they didn't mention VR in the uh, event, no. but they do. They did say that the VR headset would transfer over. Well, so. if you watch some of, the, some of the movements in the preview where his hands are in his view and he's mm-hmm. grabbing the curtain and when the, when the other character is hushing him and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, it gives you this vibe that it's not regular controller. It just doesn't really feel that way. You know well, what I mean? And it is going to be first person. I believe they were going to still go the same style as seven. Mm-hmm. I think what mm-hmm. they're doing is they're doing the classics and then they're doing their current modern yeah, story. Right. Um, this one gives me the vibe. Like I said, it's got resident evil seven vibe as far as that rural feel. You're not in a big sprawling city. You're more out in the, in the, you know, boonies. Um, but this is like out in the mountains and then it gives me the Resident Evil 4 vibe, which oh, was definitely. Leon going out to, you know, the village out there with dealing with the, those people. And, well, is it just you know, me or does this one not? Out. Is it just me or does this one not add a Silent Hill, um, or what would you call it, like a cultish or, you know, Celtic yeah. kind of a vibe yeah. to it? You know, there's something different there. Another element, like those little ladies that are there uh, with the hats on and all that. It just, it's almost got a little bit of a more demonic kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a little different. Oh, yeah. Now, here's something else that I thought of, guys, um, as we're speculating. At the end, it zooms out, and it shows, you know, 8 for Resident Evil 8, and then it goes to the village. In the far right, you notice a mansion on the mountain. Uh-huh. And it started making me think of Resident Evil 1. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The mansion out in the... Um, where it was the Arclay Mountains or whatever it's called. Um, and that was kind of a snowy, different kind of looking area right next to mm-hmm. Raccoon City. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm just speculating, but I'm wondering, could this be the same spot? Um, yeah, maybe not sure. Now, the the other part that's weird is Chris Redfield shows up, shows up at the end of the trailer, does some things. I don't want to ruin it if you're going to go watch the trailer, guys. But uh, Ethan, he mentions the name Ethan. Mm-hmm. He's speaking to Ethan, who is from Resident Evil 7. He was the main character that we play all the way through 7. So keep that in mind. But Yeah, uh, it was a, I think it was a great trailer. No, yeah. I think it had, it had good preview. It had good gameplay. Um, it, showly, it clearly shows you you're going to have that kind of mix, of mix of gameplay and cinematic that they brought with the Resident Evil 7, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it just had that first-person vibe. It's a different vibe for Resident Evil. It was so good in Resident Evil 7, um, and I, I'm excited about that one. You know, mm-hmm. we're horror game fans for sure, and that one looks good. That will be a playthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, if I don't get the new console, I may buy that on PC and let's play it through the Parsec. Yeah. Um, you got to finish Resident Evil 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, we're almost to the end. I know you're like, wow, this event was huge. Um, the next game that we're going to cover is Pragmata, or Pragmata. Not really sure how to pronounce it. This one's a post-apocalyptic, uh, post-apocalyptic game set in a world where cats are now holograms. 
Um, kind of weird. Mm. It shows a cat walk up to a little girl, and she's a the cat's a hologram. You can see through its body. There's some organs there. You know, kind of interesting. Then all of a sudden, a spaceman shows up next to the blonde girl. They have like some kind of disturbance in the atmosphere. Shows a mm -hmm. big satellite, you know, falling to this simulated looking reality world. Um, and then they just dodge it with a little, you know, fiber optic net. They shoot out right. and uh, they head into space. And it doesn't really give you much else. Um, but that's uh, set to arrive in 2020. Or 2022, I mean, sorry. Looks like um, a Kojima game. <laughs> yeah, it does kind of <laughs> look that way. Uh, and then the final game that they announced was Horizon Forbidden West. This will be the sequel to Horizon uh, Zero Dawn. Do what now, Hunter? Oh, I just repeated what you said. Zero Dawn. Oh, yeah, Zero. Yeah, it's the sequel for it. Yeah, yeah it's the sequel to it. Um, just shows, uh, you know, the new environment. To me, I, to me, I wasn't super impressed. The cinematics on it looked good, but the portions that looked like gameplay, they didn't look like a huge jump for me. I mean, for being the new console and all. I know the things... was pretty. I thought it was pretty, but uh, it's been a long time. Back yeah, well, it still looks really good. It just doesn't look that different. It doesn't look very upgraded, if that makes sense. You going to play that one, Clint? Uh, yeah, I can, yeah. Well, you don't need to. I just didn't know if you were going to, for anybody who's watching live. But, yeah, that one for me looks just like a – it doesn't look disappointing because the first one looked great, but it doesn't look upgraded. That's the simplest way to put it. It looks like the cinematics look good, but the little scenes where you're like, yeah, that looks more like gameplay, they look, you know, yeah, not like a, a huge leaps and bounds from the last one. Yeah. Yeah, I agreed. Um but yeah, it's uh, if you're into that art style, you're into that game. We never mm -hmm. got to play the first one, so it's kind of hard to get pumped about the second one. Um, but it does look good, and like like Ryan said, I think it's just it already looked good. So now they just put a little polish on it, is what it looks like to me. Right. Um. But yeah, so that's going to be the sequel to that. And then finally, they did the big reveal of the PlayStation Five itself, and. Uh, mm -hmm. If you've been on the internet, you've probably seen the memes. Yeah, you've seen the, it uh, for sure. <laughs> of this, of the, <laughs> the internet router. Yeah. So they definitely are going with the black and white color variant. Um, you know, I'm not against it at all. I am not against the router, and I'll tell you exactly why. It is different. Consoles always just look like there's a small adjustment. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and this looks like, hey, we're going to go ahead and step whatever direction we freaking want to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're just going to do our whatever we want. We're going to make it look the way we want, and it's going to be different than any console you've seen before. I actually like that because everything – for years now, for 10, 15 years, I mean, since any of the new consoles from 360 on, they all just kind of look like consoles, right? Yeah. A little more modern, but this looks like it's a, it's a completely different thing to me. Um. Now, the, my only negative to it is by the preview, it almost looks like it can only stand. And that's going to be a problem because people don't want to only stand their console. Maybe not because the one side is completely flat, right? The left side is completely flat. Maybe you take the base off and it's not vented on that side. You can lay it down, hopefully. Like maybe because it's a sliding give, base? Yeah, because to give people one option of placement, is that's a bad choice. But for me, the design is, is cool. I mean, the controller definitely kind of has an Xbox One vibe. Um, 
which I'm not you know, against I'm, either. I actually like the feel of the Xbox One controller. I'm actually but, looking at that design. It does look like it could be a detachable base. Yeah, I think it is, and I think it might be able to lay flat on that left mm-hmm. side. And there's no vents just now when I saw that at the end. Yeah. Um, I'm standing it up, though. It looks modern as crap, dude. Well, yeah, to me, to me, it doesn't look bad. It looks well, like you know, high-end. People wanted to make fun of it, but the thing, the thing about it is, is nowadays, especially for married men, your wife doesn't want your game consoles taking up her inter- the entertainment area and right. looking all gamey, right? And mm-hmm. so, to me, the controllers themselves look kind of sleek, like a remote, so mm-hmm. they kind of blend in. And so does the, you know, if it looks like an internet router, it doesn't. It's not an eyesore. It blends yeah, in I'm with a, your modern, hold, your I'm modern gonna say, uh, equipment. I'm going to say one thing though, because we had, you know, Xbox 360 was white back in the day, mm-hmm. and the console being white's fine. The controllers being white, I'm not a fan of. Yeah. Because they get too dirty, they get too grimy looking, and they just don't look fresh and new anymore. And so I really hope, even with the initial launch, they have a black version. Um, Yeah, I'm not too worried about that, because, you know, then later they come out with blue, red. Right, yeah, they'll come out with everything. But I don't want to have to have a white at all if I were to get the console. I I like the console being white. That looks cool. But I want my controller to be black. That's just, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. we we, We did talk about it, and I think maybe it did have a black version already when we when we reviewed the controller like three episodes ago Am I um, a black one i think they did and it's just in this preview they wanted everything to match and that's why we see yeah. the white one um and then uh, of course they reveal that um they just reveal that they're going to have a, a webcam hd webcam they're going to have uh what do you call it um they're going to have you know, headphones look like a nice pair of headphones Mm-hmm. Um, and then they also showed off some other controllers uh, that they did show off a little uh, remote control that looks mm-hmm. like it's going to be able to control your media. So if yeah, so you don't always have to have stuff. your because uh, you know everybody uses their PlayStation and, and Xbox as a yeah you want as like a TV console with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was really neat. Um, and then it showed the uh, the docking stations for the controllers, the charging station. Man, to, um, to me, everything just kind of looks sleek to me. I mean, it, it just did. looks good. I, my, I'm not, I'm not against it at all. My question will be: Does all those accessories they showed off come with it? Mm-hmm. But or I'm the weirdo. Like the usual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I, we were talking about that pre-show, and I was thinking there's been a leak that Clint mentioned about their, um, or maybe it was Hunter, about the price being. I think it was Hunter, seven hundred bucks. And I said, whoa, I don't think so. I think, I think they. That's too much. So then I started thinking maybe they're going to have two packages. Probably have a one bundle. that comes with that. Yeah, one that comes with that headset and the camera that's seven hundred bucks, and then one that just comes with your controllers and your mm-hmm. remote that's five hundred or right. five fifty. You know what I mean? I just I can't see them offering a version, and the only version you can buy is seven hundred. That's just not. It doesn't follow trend. I know phones have kind of gone up and through the roof, but you know, uh, it just doesn't seem right for the consoles. We'll see, yeah. but that would be disappointing for me for sure. Yeah, we'll have to see. Um, it'll probably be bundled. You'll probably be able to buy the base, which is just the PlayStation, a cheap headset and a controller, or you know, a bundle, almost mm-hmm. guaranteed. But another thing they revealed at the end of the trailer was uh, you will also be able to either do uh, digital or non-digital um, PlayStations. So what that right. means is uh, one has a disc drive, the other one does not. I think I think the one without the disk drive will be a little bit cheaper. Yeah, that's well, what I was thinking. Until you said, unless it has a bigger hard drive, and I, right? You know what? That, that's an interesting thought. 
more and more people are going discless. And if I was disc, disc, discless, if I was discless, <laughs> I would definitely uh, want to go with a larger hard drive for sure. I mean, yeah. games, and, and the only reason is, I mean, not all games are huge, but just for the simple fact that Call of Duty Warzone is 200 gigs or whatever the freak it is, mm-hmm. is enough for me to go, that's where we're going. I still got, got a 50 this. gig update waiting on me. That I yeah, we got these. We got these bigger out. capabilities. The console's going to be able to handle more. That jet. So, you know, yeah, I think you go discless and you get like a two terabyte hard drive in that beast. Let's roll. I'm going to say it right now on the podcast live. Okay, I don't play Call of Duty that much because I'm tired of the 25 gig and 50 gig downloads. It, it turns, does suck. It turns <laughs> me off. Yeah, it turns them off, guys. You know, <laughs> I'm just like. I don't really want you on my computer because you're slowly yeah. eating the entire thing. Yeah. So I guess we're going to get to a point to where, you know, the problem is when you have a computer that has four terabytes of space, it's fine if you have huge games and you end up with 40 games. That's certainly not that complicated, right? It's the problem yeah. is now you can store 462,000 photos. Mm. You know what I mean? Off your phone and stuff like that, that you store on there or whatever. And you're never going to go through any of that. So it's, you know, there's these negatives to having too much storage where it's like, do we really, it's almost like makes you a virtual pack rat. Do we really need to have all that stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess if you kept one hard drive just for gaming and you had you a little, you know, 400 uh, gigabyte that's for like family stuff, then that might kind of help you be more disciplined. But geez, it's just like even some of these phones, it's like my wife, I told her, hey, I've got a, I got a 100 gig SD card that you can put in your phone so you don't have to worry about deleting your pictures. And she said, no, if I have that, I'll fill it up and then I'll never actually back them up or save them. And then if anything happens to the phone, You're they're just gone. Like yeah. that's too much space for me. And I was like, that makes <laughs> sense. You know? Well, I mean like my new computer that I got and it's got two terabytes and I'm still just like, Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. It just fills up quick. Uh huh. It's ridiculous. Well, that's the, that's it on the PlayStation games event. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, it was a lot to uh, a lot to unpack. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm excited for it, man. I wasn't disappointed. I'm I'm into those indie um, artistic style games, and I like seeing games do different. Uh, I mean, but I'm not even disappointed with the uh, with the unconfirmed fridge design of the Xbox. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I said, well, I mean, to me, it kind of seems like a tower, you know, mm-hmm. like a yeah. like a computer tower, and that's the direction we're going, anyways. So I'm kind of easy to please when it comes to design. I really well, just want it to be different. I don't want it to look the same that it's always looked. That's all. Yeah. Well, Ryan's the guy. If you give him Crackdown 3, he's going to be okay. <laughs> you know? He's going to be just No. Bad. If you gave me the Crackdown 3 I dreamed of and they advertised, then I would be okay and just fine. Are you guys ever going to let me go on this one? No, never. Okay, sweet. Yep. We're going to continue to crack down on you. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Well, uh, we have a little bit of news we're going to finish. And then uh, I think that's going to be it for the evening. We pulled out right. one article piece, and we're going to give you what we got. Uh, Ryan, you, you want me to hit them with on? mine first? Yeah, a good story. You guys have heard of the Humble Bundle. We've talked about it before. Um, Humble Bundle has put together a package. Um, they've put together huge packages in the past that are decent deals. Um this is not as huge of a package, but it is a phenomenal deal. Okay. Uh, they call this the Humbles Fight for Racial Justice Bundle. Um, it includes 
50 games plus comics plus books. Okay. We're talking about a $1,200 value between mm. all the things that you get. Um, and all proceeds go to the uh, NAACP Legal Defense and Education Fund uh, to help fight against, uh, you know, racial discrimination and issues that have happened um, due to racism in society. Um, in the day one, when yesterday closed, they opened this up yesterday, and it's going to be going through, give me a split second, it's going to be going through uh, 11 a.m. Uh, Pacific time on June 23rd. Okay? So you okay. guys still have time. $30 for all of these games. We're not going to talk about this in depth because this is not a review or anything like that. Um, obviously, we're, we are for for sure uh, donating to the uh, funds that they're talking about. You can pay 30 which gets you this bundle, or you can donate more. But the minimum donation is thirty, and, uh, and, the and yes, thir- and the $30 gets you everything that's listed yes. in the pack. It's just they're giving you the opportunity to give more if you have right. more. Right, yeah, and so it is considered a donation because all of the funds are going towards it from what I understand. It's not like hmm. a portion of the funds. Um, so you've got uh, games in here that you're not going to care about and games in here you are going to care about. There's 50 of them. I'm going to read them fast, okay? Um, or should I just pick some ones that are – I'd say pick some. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm going to do. There's going to be some that I skip here, guys, but there's there's 50 of them, right? We're just talking just the games, not the uh, comics and books, okay? Yeah. Um, You got the Jackbox Party. If you've got a family or friends, that's that's a super good game, and mm-hmm. it's not cheap. I think that one's like 30 bucks on its own, and it's worth it because the Jackbox Party Pack, uh, this is Party Pack 4, has like 20 games in it on its own. Mm-hmm. So you get the Jackbox Party Pack. Um, that's the couch play games and stuff like that. You can play online, uh, basically trivia and all kinds of different stuff like that. Um, football manager 2020. Uh, you've got, let me see here. NBA 2k 20. That's a $30 game on its own. Bioshock remastered 20 or $30 game on its own. You get Sonic uh, and Sega all stars racing. It looks like. Yep. Overlord two. Uh, uh, Broken Age, I don't know what All You Can Eat is. Uh, that one's on there. You've got uh, New Beginning, Final Cut. Plunge, I've heard of Plunge. Yeah, Plunge is a little bit bigger game. Planet of the Eyes, uh, Darkest Dungeon, Shield Breaker DLC. It's one of those where there's going to be games in here you guys haven't heard of. Obviously, I'm not reading a bunch of them. Uh, FTL Advanced Edition, you get the War of Mine, Final Cut, Endless Space Collection, and Age of Wonders 3, there's a bunch more games that you haven't heard of probably when you read these or maybe ones you have decided to play. Uh, but for the couple bigger ones that jumped out to me, it's already worth 30 bucks, just like that. So then you've yeah. got all the other ones. You've got the comics. You've got the books. Obviously, when they say $1,200 value, that's probably $1,200 value at full price, which none of these are full price anymore. So it's probably actually a little less than that. But it's a great cause, and it's – 30 bucks, you know, you, most games nowadays are 30 bucks on their own. So the fact that you're going to get all that, uh, it's definitely worth checking out. And you can, um, I think you just go to humblebundle.com to purchase that. But these are all Steam keys. So you don't have to download them. You just purchase it and then you own all those games. Download them at your will. Well, thanks cool. for that. Some good mm-hmm. deals. I'll probably get it because, I mean, that's just, like you said, so many good deals. 
Never really got to play Bioshock back in the day, so to play the mm-hmm. remastered version would be sweet just by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, NBA, me and Hunter can get on there and play some NBA 2K20 mm-hmm. for free. So the news that I have is uh, is feel-good news as well, and this is, this is pretty cool. So we're just going to get right into it. Akili Interactive's Endeavor RX, formerly Project Evo, may go down in history. It's the first video game that can legally be marketed and prescribed as medicine in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that's the landmark F- decision. FDA approved, isn't that? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It says right here, uh, that's the landmark decision from the Food and Drug Administration, which is authorizing doctors to prescribe the iPhone and iPad game for kids between ages 8 and 12 years old with ADHD. Uh, Mm -hmm. After it underwent seven years of clinical trials that studied over 600 children to figure out whether the game could actually make a difference, according to the company's uh, favor of the five studies, the answer is yes. One third of the kids treated no longer had a measurable attention deficit on at at least one measure of objective attention. And then it says after playing the uh, obstacle dodging target collecting game for 25 minutes a day, five days a week for four weeks, improvement in ADHD impairments following a month of treatment with Endeavor RX uh, were maintained for up to a month, the company cites, with the most common side effects um, from playing the game being frustration and headache, which mm. makes sense because you're gaming. <laughs> it's Hey, that's a lot better than the drugs they've given mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times attention deficit disorder some kids have it extreme, but most of the time it's just the kid hasn't learned how to channel, right? And that's actually what these game, uh, this game is designed for, to kind of rewire um, the kid's ability to pay attention to more than one thing at a time. That's what mm-hmm. ADHD affects. And so this game is specifically making you have multiple things that matter at the same time, and because it's fun in this game, you work on it without realizing you're working on it, like it's mm-hmm. a chore. And it's remapping some of your ability to do so in the rest of your life. That, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's a great idea. And yeah. they've really put a lot of time into developing the game, not just the clinical trials since it's been developed. Well, and mm-hmm. the beauty of it, too, is if, if the child still needs medication, you could give mm-hmm. them lighter doses. You know, in some cases, mm-hmm. um, some of those medications can have the side effects of the kid's personality changes because of the medication. So, yeah, right, yeah, so the side calmer, effects are much less with this. they're not acting as they normally would. And right, so that's yeah, they, the negative part of it all. And that's not with all kids, right? We know that some kids take the medication and it really just settles them out mm-hmm. and they're fine. And it's, the medication's great for them. Some kids, it changes, it really changes who they are. You feel mm-hmm. like you, you know, you got a different kid. Nobody wants that going on. So oh, yeah. this is a great, great alternative. In my for opinion. sure. And it's going to help, I mean, help parents with, you know, cause you see these, I've seen some severe cases of the ADHD and you're like, oh yeah. You know, mm-hmm. there's a, a big difference between, oh, that kid just can't sit still. Oh, that mm-hmm. kid's got ADHD going on. Um, so this is good. It's good to see some alternatives other than just medications. So I think that's great. It says here with Endeavor RX, the next step is to actually launch the game. Um, and Akili rep tells the verge though. It did technically open up enrollment for a limited number of families under the FDA's relaxed COVID-19 enforcement back in April. In well, when I was skimming section. the article, Clint, I didn't see if it's free or if it costs or, um, I'm I'm pretty sure since it's prescribed, that's probably going to be an insurance thing, guaranteed. Okay. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. there's going to be something involved there. If I don't know, I mean maybe not, but if 
if it's a, it's not just a, it's not just a game that's for anybody to just play. You have to have the prescription to play it, don't you? That was my uh, when I when I read it, it didn't seem like you could just jump on it because of the way it talked about that. Uh, basically, the sign up group. You know. What yeah, I, mean? I don't think it's um, going to be a commercially based game. I think it's going to be right, just like a medication. So that's why I'm saying I think insurance will be involved in that, which is probably right. why they're not putting a price tag on it because okay. they're gonna they're gonna try to treat it like you would a medication. Hmm, um, that's interesting. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe it would have negative effects on those without ADHD. Right, because that's what I was just thinking. Who, you know, what, why not just make it available for everybody if it'll sharpen the skills? You know. Yeah, because the way they explain that sounds like it's pretty intense mm-hmm. in what it's wanting you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just going to be a fun. Hey, I mean, right. it will it will be fun, but um, it's going to be a balance. It's going to be a challenge too. Mm-hmm. Uh, while the FDA says Endeavor RX is the first prescription video game, uh, it's approved. Um, one of the, the Verge's readers points out that Bayer did introduce an FDA-approved glucose meter called Digit that could plug into the Nintendo DS back in 2010, which gave kids points for testing their glucose levels um, that they could spend in exclusive Knock 'em Downs World hmm. Fair video game. So that's really cool. I feel like cool. that's something that was missed there. Like, Mm-hmm. We should probably have that more like Fortnite. They could really help out with that. You have yeah. these kids that I mean, are diabetics, think, you know. I think you can have that kind of introduced into a lot of things. Like, let's say, hey, um, we also, along with this game, right, which is not a, it's not a, a dance revolution or exercise game, right, a regular game, but along with this game, we introduce this um, bracelet that you can get that's like one of these fitbits right Mm -hmm. tracks your exercise and if you're getting this amount of exercise and nutrition or whatever it might be right some something like that that's good for your health we're going to give you these bonus points or coins within the game or something like a loot box right whatever but that comes from uh, a positive physical aspect that encourages Mm -hmm. you to do both I think that's a million dollar, billion dollar idea right there. Oh yeah, because it, it, it helps. It helps the kid uh, be more accountable to himself and learn. Hey, mm-hmm. I got some physical activity before, before sitting down playing this Fortnite. Mm-hmm. It I'm also helps the parents to say, or, "No, I'm not buying you that loot box. Just go on a 15 minute yep. walk, and you can get the loot box." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's some really cool oh, ways that they could introduce technology with yeah. uh, medical with your health. You know? Yep. So, I mean, Hunter, what do you think? Yeah, you're diabetic, so. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Even for somebody my age, like, if if you didn't incorporate that into a game like Fortnite, you know, where you wanted to buy mm-hmm. some, some different things on there and you could work off the, the money by going on a jog or something, mm-hmm. I think I'd be going on more jogs. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Sure. And, so. and, you know, they, they're still going to make their money because they're making it the bracelet. Yeah. Makes sense. You know, sell the bracelet yeah, yeah. for... 30 or 60 bucks, that's a lot of loot boxes. But the parents are going to be more apt to buy it, or even adults, because they know it's going to right. have encourage them and to I be more healthy. You would put a, you'd put a little, uh, you'd put a limit on it, like one per week or something like that. Like I couldn't just yeah. keep going on runs and getting skins. Right. You know? Right. Like, but like in your sugar, so. for instance, if you can get on, of course, I guess you could cheat the system because you could just check your friend who doesn't have diabetes, check their blood sugar level, and you'd be yeah. okay. But, um, you know, if you're truly using it, you could be like, well, if you're between this range and that range, then you get extra points because you you're doing good because you're, right. you're keeping your diet and stuff in range right mm-hmm. now right? Mm-hmm. while playing our game. So, I don't know. I think it's a great I idea. Yeah. 
So really cool. The world's a changing and we're watching it happen before our eyes. Some positive, some negative. So, mm-hmm. well, that's all we have tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it was a great show. Next week, uh, we will roll out. Uh, me and Hunter will be doing the Valorant review. Um, mm-hmm. We played a little bit of that. Um, and so we'll introduce that to you and let you know what we I'm going to review it as much as I can from like videos and the idea. Uh, yeah. You know, I've done research on the game. I just haven't got to play it yet, guys. Right, right. Right. And who knows? Maybe you can come over sometime before he gets back. Yeah. And just test it out to feel what it what it feels like. Mm-hmm. You might be able to. It's a small enough game. You might be able to just get away with doing it on your laptop. Yeah. You know? That's true. It's it's yep. small. It wasn't. I mean, it didn't seem like it was very heavy on the PC. No, it's not actually one of the one of the quotes from the developer said you can even run it on a toaster. That's why I made that comment in the beginning. They designed it to play on any any modern computer. Basically, is supposed to be able to handle it. Mm. So that's cool. an interesting question. I might try that. Yeah, be very interesting. If you guys enjoyed the show, uh, don't forget to check us out over on uh, on our Patreon page. You can donate to the show there. Um, mm-hmm. We would really appreciate it. Um, and if you like the show, make sure you're uh, liking, sharing, and subscribing. Um, Definitely. Letting, letting people know about us, help us grow, um, and help, you know, spread the Delirious Dad gaming community. Yeah, so. spread the love, guys. Spread the love. Yeah. Okay. And uh, if you're bored, go over and check out Fun Rory. Um, Ryan is uh, feverishly working on getting new videos out. <laughs> Um, he is a dad and he does get busy, but, uh, she's got some cool, uh, videos that are age appropriate for your kiddos. We're talking, yep. you know, probably age range from four to 12 yep. seems to be what yeah. Ryan's getting back on feedback. So go ahead and go over there and check it out. Even if you aren't bored. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. you go. <laughs> <laughs> and I will just say, we're not, we're not building up anything just yet, but me and Hunter are going to be in talks of, uh, doing some some video releases and you know, Ryan will be involved in that as well. But um, in the future, when Hunter's schedule slows down, we're going to be doing something a little new with our what's cooking, good looking segment. Oh yeah. I think it's going to be good. Oh yeah. All it's right. going to be tasty. So good and tasty. So good and tasty. <laughs> I kind of like this episode. Thanks for joining us, everybody. And stay yes. delirious. Hey, daddy. And stay gaming this has been a delirious dad's production for more information about the show visit our website at www.deliriousdadsgaming.com you can also find us on facebook.com slash delirious dads gaming twitch.tv and youtube make sure you like and share our pages to help us grow the channel you can listen to the podcast on itunes google play Stitcher, and Spotify. Please leave a rating and review if you enjoy the show. Thank you again for listening, and we hope to see you next time.